Hi everyone! We have an exciting announcement. We're expanding our YouTube videos to the podcast world. Our YouTube channel will remain the same, but we wanted to provide content in the form of audio only for those who'd rather listen than watch. Welcome to our show! I'm Umber. And I'm Afsha. Here, we delve into compelling topics and have the uncomfortable conversations that you weren't allowed to have at the dinner table. Nothing is off limits, and the taboo topics that you've always wondered about but couldn't discuss are what we're here for. Hi everyone! This is going to be a much more serious video today. We're going to be discussing the Black Lives Matter movement. We really wanted to make sure we touch base on what's important. So what we thought we would do today is point out arguments that we hear all of the time. And hopefully what this is going to do is help you acknowledge some of the racism that you see at your workforce, um, with your family. Yeah, it's not easy trying to tackle racism, you're gonna have a lot of people against you. We want to yeah. provide you with talking points and what you can say in response to that. One of the first things that we want to tackle is systemic racism. Does it exist? So the argument is, no, we all have equal rights, we're all allowed to vote, we all can have jobs. We it's can a all... free country. Yeah. One of the first things to acknowledge is the concept of redlining. You know, after the Civil War, when it comes to buying houses and wanting to invest in certain properties, what they did is they took maps and they actually outlined certain neighborhoods that were wealthier or going to be an actual profit when it comes to an investment and then areas that weren't and they actually drew red lines around these. Banks use these all the time to I mean, see if they were to loan money to exactly. these individuals and they would discriminate based on race and yeah. based on what location they were living in. A member from the black community could go in and get declined. They wouldn't get financing or mortgage for the property. And obviously we all know that one of the best ways to build wealth is through the stock market and owning homes. The black community was getting declined and not able to own a home in certain areas. What that allowed is for white people to be able to buy these houses and make profits off this investment. Another way that systemic racism exists is through the prison system. And the 13th yeah. Amendment is proof of that. Slavery is illegal except for when someone commits a crime. They have cheap labor where prisoners are working for 15 cents an hour. No one looks into these prisons. No one's looking mm -hmm. into how these prisoners are treated. Mm -hmm. And so we have this cycle of black people being disproportionately targeted by police officers. Dealing with police brutality, taken to prison, not having any rights, yeah. coming out of this prison, not being able to get a job because no one wants to hire Yeah, they get, a they're prisoner. out of prison and then they're just left to go back into society. How do you adjust? If you can't get a job, how yeah. do you find somewhere to live? Who are you reaching out to? A lot of people who go to prison, they come out, their families aren't willing to take them in, right? Yeah. So you all of a sudden have no place to go and there's not very much help there. And then the other thing is that reincarceration rates are super high because of that. Yeah. If we had a transition system that gave people the help that they need when they came out of prison, they might actually be able to be a part of society again if they had a job and they could pay rent and they could make friends and have a social circle and just be part of the community again. Systemic racism is also like affects uh, university acceptance, right? So traditionally, white people were accepted to Ivy League universities. Right. They have way better access to an education. It's not there by law, right? It, it's the university's decision to take you in. Yeah. It's the same thing as a resume. So if your name is Jamal versus Chad, you're more likely to be hired if your name is Chad. And there's so, studies that have proven this time and time again. Yeah. You just have to Google it and look into this. So when you're talking about does systemic racism exist, because a lot of people will outright deny it, it's really important to talk about about different examples of how this has happened. Redlining is a huge one in terms of 
actually making sure that the black community didn't have access to properties, to yeah. own properties in certain areas. Yeah. And so then you wonder why there's certain areas that are way less fortunate and certain areas that have complete privilege and wealth and opportunity. And it's proven. So yeah. those are the things that you can talk about when it comes to whether or not racism is systemic. It is. Another point that people make is that all lives matter. And mm -hmm. all we have to say is 100%, you're correct, all lives do matter. But all mm -hmm. lives are actually not being targeted right now. A perfect example that really helps me when I'm describing this to people is if someone else's house is on fire, you're gonna call the fire department to go and help them put that fire out. You're not worried about the other house that exists. That house matters, but you're worried about the one that's on fire. That's so as I, simple as we can put it. Like, yeah. If you don't get it at that point, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like, what about my house? But what about my house? Like, yeah, it's not on fire. So we need to go yeah. help the people that are being oppressed and murdered. So another point that we've been hearing or argument that we've been hearing a lot is that protesting is okay, but not rioting. Property can always be repaired. It can be replaced. The black lives that have been taken can never come back. It's not comparable. A recent example is Colin Kaepernick. We all know that he tried to protest. It was a peaceful protest. He knelt down and everybody had a problem with that and then not only did everyone have a problem with it he actually lost all opportunity to play right yeah. he was kicked out pushed out of the league and nobody would give him any opportunities anymore so people who are the oppressors don't get to tell people how to riot or how to stand up against something because there's so many other ways that people have tried to stand up against this and it hasn't and it's affected worked them. and they weren't listened yeah, to yeah it's completely ruined their life it's yeah. potentially taken away from any future that they could have built for themselves reactionary violence is not the same as unprovoked violence yeah. the protests are peaceful and the police are the ones that aggravate them and start tear gassing them and shooting yeah. rubber bullets at them. Police will aggravate the situation. You'll start out peaceful and they'll turn out into something crazy. People are blaming the people who are protesting. Exactly. The protesters will go through a certain street and area and then there's actually looters that come in behind them and start breaking into stores, stealing things, and in that way they'll never be blamed because the protesters will be blamed. So talk to the protesters, the ones who are in there, and they can actually tell you. There's yeah. been so many stories about how white supremacists are coming in and now looting to make it look like the protesters are doing it. As long as you have those examples, you've seen video footage of you know, peaceful protesters trying to make a point, then you can bring that up at the dinner table or at work when you hear people saying like, oh yeah, but they're rioting, that's not gonna work. If you are going to take a few bad apples and mm -hmm. undermine the entire movement and say that we should do away with protesting completely, yeah. then why are you not consistent with your beliefs about a few bad apples in the police force? Like, how come a small percentage of bad policing doesn't warrant the exact same reaction from you? Some people say that not all cops are bad, and while I do agree with that, cops are sworn in to enforce laws that are fundamentally unjust, unequal, and go against human rights. Yeah. The police are actually told to follow orders above and beyond anything else. So if you have, yeah. you know, morally you're in a situation, you know this is wrong, you're supposed to follow orders and you have to protect your colleagues at all costs. Exactly. That in itself is problematic. For example, with George Floyd, the cops that were standing right beside him are just as guilty. And we've been taught this since we were kids. You know, being mm -hmm. a passive bystander is really dangerous. This yes. has effects, this has consequences. You have to step yes. in when you see a bully. There's those perfect little analogies that people use where they say if you have a thousand good cops and ten bad cops if those one thousand good cops aren't keeping those ten bad cops accountable you yes. have a thousand and ten bad cops what I can liken this to it's when men say not all men to feminists when they are voicing their grievances and voicing yeah. their experiences and they say well not all men and it's like mm -hmm. we know that but enough men that these women are having an it's, it's, it's a problem. There are enough police officers that are doing bad, that are causing harm, that yeah. are murdering, and we need to talk about them. It's the police force in general. The entire this, concept yeah. of the police system is crooked. Yeah. The system at large does not hold the cops abusing their power accountable. Exactly. A lot of people have said that cops should just quit then. If they're part of this crooked system, then to get out of it, just quit. You can't 
tell people to just leave a job if they've been in for five to ten years that keeps food on the table like you have no idea what their story is like yes i don't agree with them going to the police force but once they do for whatever reason now we have to acknowledge the fact that there are so many factors as to why they couldn't just immediately quit and like quitting is not the answer right like you got to change the entire police force to begin with like that's such a moot argument to me there's still going to be the police force out there then that brutality is still going to exist my black friend is becoming a cop and i asked him why because of this exact reason and he said because I want to get in and fix it from the inside I need to know and understand the laws in order to fix it and like Mm. how am I going to argue that like that makes sense I totally understand becoming part of something in order to see how you can fix it personally I think that cops should have to take criminology and ethics courses that are separate from the police division so that it's not biased they should have to take sociology courses and know the history of black and brown and indigenous people i think it's really important to understand your history in order for you to be protecting and serving we need to question and figure out what the criteria is to become a police officer like do we consider things like mental health like what is the previous history of this person they're going to be given a firearm is it something that they're going to be able to use are they going to have a power trip we see that all the time with police officers where they abuse their power in any given situation higher percentage of abusing their partners at home this is literally proven i was just on the phone with one of my friends before we recorded this and he was saying that his roommate in college was racist he knew it he said racist things all the time fast forward a few years later that same person is a police officer so what is the criteria and what does it take to get in and how do we test for these things to make sure that they're aware and that like racist people don't get hired into a place where you're gonna have a lot of power for non-black people we all have implicit biases we've been raised with it when we were children we've been taught that black is bad and white Mm -hmm. is good and white is right and this isn't something where you should be like oh no i'm not racist i'm i know i'm not racist because I don't see black people that way. It's like, that's not the point. Implicitly, unconsciously, without us even knowing, we all have biases against darker colored people. What you should be doing and what we do is, what are my internal biases? How do I figure them out? We know that they exist. Now, how do we go figure them out and unlearn them? So this is the one that's actually really been bothering me. And it's other people saying that I don't want to use my platform for politics. They don't want to post or use their social media platform to talk about anything that's going on. A lot of the women that I have built a network with are like their center of influences when it comes to business. We form this allyship and we work together and we promote our businesses. I work in the financial sector and it's all white males. So I find so much connection with other women and whether they're you know realtors or mortgage brokers or business owners, lawyers, a lot of them are white women. People who are heavily using their platforms on social media, talking about growth, promoting how to be better humans and how to, how to build your business. What I've noticed lately is just nobody's posting anything. Nobody's saying anything about what's going on. And so what I did is I said, maybe they need a little nudge or a little hint or don't realize what they need to say because sometimes it can be overwhelming. Even with like my kind approach of saying, hey, you know what, you have a platform, your followers really look up to you. It would be great if you could talk a little bit about anti-racism and why it matters. I've gotten a lot of lashback. You say you're an ally, maybe around your black friend or a black person at your office, but who are you in a room of white people? Who are you when it comes to your platform? You say you're an influencer, but then where are you when it comes to something like this? Right, and the reason race is brought up here is because when we say you have privilege Mm -hmm. and that you should use your platform, we're talking about the fact that other white people will listen to you more than they listen to people of color or black people. A lot of the times people of color or black people or indigenous people are just considered 
whiny, aggressive, um, sensitive, not appreciative of what they have so far and all that bullshit. So there's so much power that you have. My recent post on Instagram, I kind of outlined what South Asian people can be doing and how we can form an allyship. And at the very end, I say, exactly. hey, look, white people, you can do all of the above, but just understand that whatever you say, your voice is going to carry past and be heard in, in places that ours isn't. Exactly. Yeah. As light-skinned Pakistani women, we have so much privilege in our own community. And so we're yeah. going to use that. And yeah. when we hear anti-black comments, or oh just don't bring a kala home we're gonna acknowledge that we always have but we're gonna continue yeah. to acknowledge that yeah. that's where our privilege comes in that's where we have power and we're gonna yeah. say something when it comes to privilege it's not that you've never been through anything it's about the things you haven't had to go through because mm -hmm. of whatever it is your skin color your gender we haven't had to deal with people calling us names in our community because we're darker skinned that's not something that we're gonna be upset about yeah. you know what i mean like i find it so silly when people get upset about privilege i'm like what do you what do you want? You want to be oppressed? You want to have those horrifying comments and experiences? Like mm -hmm. I'm not sure why we get so defensive and angry. It's a great thing if you have privilege. The only thing is that you have to use it, especially if you have a platform and especially if you stand for feminism. Are you an intersectional feminist? Do you care about when people of color are going through sexist issues and racist issues? There's lots of white men that are doing this as well but I'm specifically talking about the network that I built and like the allyship that I felt with them and right now I have to choose my moral standards and like my ethics over business. I'm realizing as of recent conversation and their lack of posting or any care when it comes to this that our values and integrity no longer align. A topic that I want to acknowledge is performative activism and this is basically activism where you are doing things and posting things in order to look good, mm -hmm. in order to follow a trend, in order to make sure that people don't see you as not racist and not actually genuinely believing in the cause. Mm -hmm. And so something that's been really frustrating for me as an activist is I know people who have been racist. I'm not close friends with them, but I know that they have made horrible comments. They post horrible jokes. I've called them out and I'm called the whiny sensitive one who can't take a joke and it's just not a big deal and Umber's just too much or whatever so I- Why is she always complaining? I've known these people who are so problematic yeah. and then seen them post this black square on Instagram. Like, to me it's like, well, did my part, that's enough activism for today. It's just like, I'm gonna stand for this in the easiest way possible. Right. And so nobody calls me out. What some people might be confused by is, well, you just said use your platform and use your privilege, and now you're saying, oh, but you're just posting a black square, and yeah. you're like, well, what do I do? At the end yes. of the day, what we're trying to say is that First. it's not a one-day thing. When we see you post that black square, and then the next day, you're immediately going back to posting your selfies and your bikini pictures. We know this didn't actually mean anything to you, mm -hmm. and you did not do any inner work. And people from the black community were calling out out the whole like black square thing like they were saying don't do this unless you're gonna do the work and post something educational if you're gonna raise awareness for a black voice or talk about black owned business or something to do with or the like matter. have links in your bio yeah. to donate or and whatever so, like if, if black people are telling you don't do this and then you're still posting it and saying hey I'm here for the black lives movement or black lives matter then like who are you really doing it for it matters who you are outside of social media every single one of us has had a moment in time where there's been a racist or a sexist comment made and at the end of the day we kind of smirk or laugh or maybe we just don't say anything at all because we feel outnumbered yep. and again that's why I want to acknowledge the pushback that we together can fight past this we're going to say things and people are gonna have a problem with it nobody's gonna commend you for your activism they're gonna think that you can't take a joke they're gonna yeah. be like oh come on that's not racist you're just being silly yeah. and this is where you got to be like no grandma that's wrong like you yeah. can't be talking about someone for their skin color or thinking that there's something bad about them because of their skin color and we exactly. all know in every community 
there are grandparents and, and older generations. It's accepted at the dinner table making racist comments or partaking in colorism and glorifying lighter skin. Changing the system means changing the education that we receive. So when I was younger, I didn't learn about the indigenous community in the correct way. I was taught very underhandedly that like, yeah, they received some blankets and they got sick from it. Like, I didn't know the actual horrors of it. Yeah. And even further than that, my friend's older sister, she was actually taught that the Europeans came and saved the savages. Like, this was literally in her textbook. This I learned was, that. This was what her teachers taught her. Like, what needs to be mandatory is what happened to indigenous people, what happened to black people, mm -hmm. and highlighting it in the way that we do of other atrocious memories. Like, I've learned about Nazi Germany, and I've learned about the Holocaust way more than I ever learned about slavery. Like, I had to take those specific race courses in university because I wanted to learn about it. But yeah. I wasn't just taught it. And it should be mandatory. It should, it should be, be a general course sure. very early on when you're a kid that like this is part of history and this is what happens so you're aware yes. of it when you get older. Like I went 20 years before I knew anything about implicit biases. What? Another way to fight this and another way to solve this is the use of your money. Yep. Whether we like it or not, we live in a monetary system and money is a tool. And we're still learning too, like yeah. I have so much work to do. Yeah. My sister asked me, she posted something in her story and said, can everyone send me black owned businesses? I would like to follow them, I would like to support yeah. them, I'd like to donate to them. And I realized I didn't know any. Sorry, and I do know black owned businesses, but it was in our city. Like we were talking about in our specific yeah. city. I had to look that up. There were so many yeah. people, even some, like some of my black friends were like, wow, this is embarrassing. I actually don't know very many. And yeah. so if we can't even think of businesses that are owned by black people, how do we give our money to them? And how do we support them and get them out of this? Like, how do we fight something like redlining? The idea that the black community didn't have access to owning homes that were gonna generate wealth. How do we get rid of that? Well, we start to give our money to that. So yeah. when you say like, I wanna be really good with my money and I wanna give back and I wanna do better with my money, well, this is an example. Find whatever programs, whatever movements, whatever businesses you support. It doesn't even have to be necessarily a movement. It could be that um, you need to get your hair cut or you need to buy a product. Find a black owned business that provides that. To finish this video off, what we wanna say is that Oppression is actually bad for everyone, not just the oppressed group. You can get completely outcasted yeah. when you are vocal about these things. Like, your parents can get upset. Like, a yeah. lot of people have best friends, sisters, coworkers, teachers, parents that they love and look up to who just simply don't agree. And you will lose friendships from yeah. this. You will lose business. You will lose support from your coworkers and you'll get into it with your family. But what's happened in this process for us is we've realized for every person that we've lost, there's been someone who's reached out who's said that they want to help and they are interested. So you actually can gain an ally. As much as there's backlash, just think of it as a good thing because do you really want those people in your life to begin with if they're right. not gonna be there when it comes to standing up for injustice? Yeah. As much as I've outlined the frustrations yeah. and the business connections that I'm actually gonna have to forfeit, you want to form a circle, you want to form your business around people who have the same values and your morals align. Yes, I've unfollowed people who haven't posted anything about it or something against it and now my feed is so much more peaceful, it's so yeah. much easier to go through. You can protect your mental health and your mental energy. A quote that makes me feel less bad about separating myself from people who have really problematic um, political beliefs is that we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. If you're in a room where there's racist comments being made, like it's gonna take a toll on you to stand up against that. It's gonna be uncomfortable. It is, but you have to remember that that's not your everyday. You're gonna have to hear the comment, but you're not part of that group that's being oppressed yeah. and it's up to you to stand up to it. And so yeah. when you do stand up to this and there's no black people present and it's white people making a bunch of jokes, like we applaud you. When we do speak up about this, I've gotten yeah. comments from 
black men who have said, this isn't your fight, stay out of it. I have so many black people saying, speak up for us, your voice will get further, and then some people saying, shut up, go fight for your own people. Yeah. And so I'm like stuck and I'm confused yeah. and I don't know what to do, but at the end of the day, I'm standing up for what's right. Racism will always be my fight as well. It's everyone's fight. Exactly. We have to normalize changing your opinion once you know better. We hold so hard onto our beliefs because we find that it defines us, and we have to normalize hearing something opposite to your opinion and questioning it and listening to it versus just saying, no, it's against what I have always been taught and what I believe in, yeah. and I'm not gonna change my opinion. We have to acknowledge our mistakes in the past. We haven't been perfect. Like Some of the things that we talk about today are things that we've learned. We didn't know to do yep. this. So. And we're still gonna be learning. Exactly. This is a constant, constant fight. This is going to be work for us to undo years and years of systemic racism. Yeah, it's existed for generations, so it's not gonna go away overnight. The fact that people don't think racism is a thing Thing, yeah like that has to change right yeah. people are dying because of it yeah you might yeah. think like I'm just one white person and my family sucks and they're terrible at this and I've tried but your voice matters and the yeah. more you use your platform the more you speak up in your community the more change brings about and I really just hope that this video we really just hope that this video brings out some sort of confidence and empowers you to say something and understand that your voice matters this has been something that has been taxing on all of us take a break when you need it mental health is important yeah. but don't just disappear from this if you are not black use your voice we this need is, this to be a movement this cannot be a trend yeah this is just absolutely not the time to remain silent you're either for black people or you're not there's yeah. no such thing as in between so i guess that's our video please leave your comments below i mean add what your experience has been yeah and you know what after this go research and educate yourself on how you can help whether it's donating yeah. to one of the things that we post in our caption whether it's buying something from black owned business or perhaps tonight at the dinner table you're talking about something that you wouldn't have had the courage to do before there is also also a option if you don't have any money and you're a student there was this video and all you have to do is watch it and she's going to donate all of the money from there right because the video is monetized we will also post a link to that and if you find more ways feel free to comment honestly just yes. like spreading awareness and helping other people that's who are struggling this. that want to stand up for this yes that's the point so. of this video is not to center ourselves by any means in this conversation but to just provide and spread more awareness about what's going on and why it's happening yeah. if you have any questions feel free to leave them down below and thank you for tuning in we just want to really send our love and you know take care of yourselves and we'll see you at our next video all right bye guys bye <laughs>